Gentlemen, boys and girls, and non-binary children of all ages, this is the Bear Night Podcast, and I am joined by a very, very special guest here that has been a major instrumental part of this show, of this show right now, and the main thing is the title of my show right now, Bear at Night. It is the funniest thing, and people have asked me, where have I got the name from? Where does Barrett Knight come from? And I, I could try to go some biblical way or some story, epic journey of how I got this name. But it all started by going on TikTok, <laughs> checking out some stuff late at night, and I happened to go upon this guy's channel. And I was listening to a song called, called Hot Pocket. I downloaded the song and I kept playing for like two days straight. And I and I just happened to mishear the words of the song. <laughs> the, and the, the part of the song goes, <laughs> call me Mr. F- F- Fahrenheit. I misinterpreted it as Mr. Barrett Knight. <laughs> I don't know how I did that. Maybe because I heard it like at two, three in the morning. Maybe that's what it was. But during that process, uh, uh, be, even starting this show, I was trying to figure out a name and how to go with the how I want to take this show from doing it from on Instagram years ago. But Bear Knight kind of stuck, and then I was, and I felt so stupid when I actually looked up the words to the song and actually paid attention to what I was listening to, and they all hit me in on a drive home from work, and I'm listening to the song again, and I'm like, he never said Bear Knight at all, <laughs> at all. But you know what? I was like, that's good because he can't sue me for like taking the taking it anyway so you know bear night it is bear at night and i just had to make some stuff with it and here we are bear night podcast so he is technically the kind of the creator of it but not really you can't really sue me but still <laughs> i would never <laughs> <laughs> i have the one and only oh uh, and plus i gotta tell you when i first saw the guy I was like, I'm in love. I'm in love. <laughs> this guy, he has my heart. He has my heart. The one and only Chandler. Everybody, ladies and gentlemen, everyone, Chandler. Okay, first off, when I first saw you, I was like, who is this bearded man? He's he's a ginger. <laughs> I was like, and it, 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 it also, you look like one of my friend's uh, younger brother. And I was like, is that Matthew? No. <laughs> no, that's not Matthew. No. No, there's no way there. And then on top of that, I found out where you were from. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is it. 
this is the guy. <laughs> this is the guy. And then on and then every song I listened to was fire. Thank you. Dude, you are dope as rapper, lyricist. I love it. Bro, tell me your story. Where you're from? What inspired you to who 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 is Chandler? Who For is sure, Chandler? Yeah. yeah, I uh I grew up in Virginia. I live in Virginia now, but I grew up in Virginia. I didn't always live there. I moved at one point, but um, the area in Virginia that I grew up in was uh, the 757 area code, which is uh, like Newport News, Hampton, Norfolk, Virginia Beach, all these areas. Uh, rap and hip hop was very prominent in that area because of the artists that come from that area. People like Missy Elliott, everybody, Push T, Clips. Um, and uh, because of that, you know, uh, there's a lot of um, opportunity for uh, young MCs to showcase their work, whether it be through Cypher showcases, local access, television. Um, so, I took advantage of that as soon as I figured out that I had any amount of uh, skill for it. And uh, that came from going to, you know, I jumped, I jumped schools a lot. Uh, I went to a different school from the third to the ninth grade every year. I, I went to a different school and um, the first time I jumped, I got moved to a, it was a public school, but it was a magnet school um, for literary arts and they made you audition for show choir <laughs> they okay. made it part of the curriculum that you had to do that and um and you wouldn't necessarily get in but if you got in you had to do it and that mm. was part of the curriculum so i got in uh so i had to do it and uh that's kind of where i figured out you know even though i was really only in the fourth grade and not even really sentient yet right. uh, i kind of figured out i had a knack for it and that was nurtured by, um, you know, the teacher that I had and then um, some of the friends that I had made and their parents and, and my family, uh, you know, it was a lot of conversations, I guess, between adults saying like, you need to keep <laughs> this kid on this path. Uh, oh. And um, that's how it started. And it kind of just snowballed from there. The next year I started doing uh acting at a local community theater and then by the time i was in middle school i had a little shitty recordings uh set up uh at home and yeah by the time it was it was probably four years after that i'd say by you know late middle school i was i was fully putting up music on uh on the internet before you know you could even just put your music on spotify back in the myspace wow. And when people were first putting their, you know, stuff up on uh, YouTube, like still when all of this stuff was still in its infancy. So uh, I've been doing it for a really long time. And a lot of people that know me now don't know that, which is um, cool because, you know, I get to uh, do stuff like this and, and talk about the background. You know, I think people think that I just like went on TikTok and I made a silly rap and then I realized that it worked and I kind of, <laughs> I think people think I capitalized on that moment when in reality this has been 
um, certainly all of my adult life and then uh, quite a bit of my childhood and adolescence as well. So that's that's how we got to where I'm at now. That's amazing because, you know, one of my questions was, I was going to ask you about, when, you know, when did you actually start, you know, actually pursuing music and, uh, and rapping, you know, as, you know, the main thing, you know, to do, like, the goal. Uh, because I was, you know, going, because I was going through the list, you know, the songs, I was like, where's the album? I don't see the albums yet or anything. And I was, and it was just recent, like, 2001 was like the, like, the latest, furthest one back. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, like, did he have one of those moments where during COVID, did he just figure out, you know what, screw this, I'm gonna pursue rapping. This is, <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm like, I've always wanted to do this, screw it. This, you know, yeah, I didn't was, know that it, it could have been that. Yeah, it was interesting. Like the COVID did have a hand in it. I mean, I never, I never went by Chandler. That's why the discography. Oh. Back. I went by, you know, at one point I was, in a rap duo at one point i was in like a rap group at one point i figured know, that yeah i figured man i've had many names in the, in the past all of which are cringy and inauthentic to be <laughs> honest so um i i was very like uh i kind of like took a, a public break for um mm. upwards of six years i played drums in a band and i went to school i went to college in richmond virginia and um and then the first couple of years that i was in new york after college i moved to new york to pursue acting and uh i uh that was kind of like you know just a period where like i wasn't doing rap very publicly but i never stopped writing i never stopped making music in my room um i never stopped talking to the couple of people that i always worked with when i was a teenager um so when covid came around and obviously that had a massive effect on the it really did. performing arts um i was like well this would be an in this would be an opportune time to uh go back to it publicly so i spent the first um you know t i think it was nine or ten months of covid kind of uh incubating this uh new idea where i was gonna with all of the things that i had learned and mm -hmm. newfound maturity was was uh going to revisit it in a public setting as myself using my own name and mm. actually you know um rapping with like all of the resources that i had built over the over the years and luckily after <laughs> you know 10 months or so it started to resonate with people and it's it's gone way farther than i would have ever you know thought it would i mean i, th I think that's also because i was one of the things i was going to ask you like how did you find your voice because uh, as a former uh, artist, uh, music person, um, I had, you know, different names as well and joined join a group and you have your cringy songs and whatnot too. Uh, God, some cringy songs. Um, <laughs> but there's a certain point where you find your voice, you find your, your, your you know, your sound, if you will. Um, and that's what, you know, in, in I think when you do that, it kind of, that's when you find your, you know, your niche and that starts to resonate with people. And that's how I found you, you know, and, and, I, and I got attached to like, 
I love an artist who's authentically, authentically themselves, you know, when they do things. And you can feel that with the music. You can feel that when you see the artist himself interacting with, with everyone, too. So it's like, you know, you can see, like, the posers, like, okay, they're pretending to be this and that. Um, it's just like if you saw, like, you know, a, a, like a J. Cole or, like, Kanye, Kanye back like college dropout days, whatever, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, um, those, I always gravitated to those type of artists, um, shoot, just like, you know, uh, uh, what is his name? Uh, Mike Miller, you know, even those guys, they were always themselves. So they never had to be someone else. And when you do that, you just attract those people who, you know, are those types. And it's like, Oh, this person's kind of, if you could be like, if you can look at yourself and look at this artist, like, can I be this guy's friend? Can I be this guy's brother? Can we? I can see. I can see myself hanging out with this guy on a regular, and I even think he's any type of thing. Like you know, just we just you know, chill it. You know, eat down a bite and eat. You know, just you know, whatever. That's how. That's what I got from when I when I checked your page out and and everything. And then of course the music and everything. What's the process with making these songs? Because the out of the box and uh, figure it out is uh oh has me shaking. You has me do a little <laughs> shake. Ever since I saw you, ever since I saw you do the little, the little shake, I, I can't stop doing it now. You know, <laughs> I, now I'm really I'm so, I gotta stop myself because I'm thinking about it now. But um, <laughs> what's the process of you know doing these songs and like is it like it's spontaneous or is it like you know? You have a like I'm a, a subject like I want to hit this type of sure you know things. I've had a, a very, been very fortunate to uh, kind of build a team around me that is uh, very that I can rely on and they're very trustworthy and mm -hmm. they're very um, consistent. So I have um, two producers that I work with more than anybody else, and I have one engineer and all of the music, especially over the last year that. Uh, anybody has heard has has been solely um, engineered, mixed, mastered, everything by that one guy. Um, wow. So that makes for um, consistency. And eventually, you know, we got to a place where uh, you know the producer and the engineer talked together, and uh, they, you know, what are you, what plugins are you putting on this? What are you putting on, you know? And and mm. they're able to build instrumentals, keeping in mind. Uh, the producer is able to build instrumentals, keeping in mind what kind of engineer uh, this person is. And then the engineer is able to, you know, uh, engineer based on everything that they know about what went into making the instrumental. So, um, so that's part of it. Uh, that definitely gave me a lot of confidence to be able to, um, you know, know that I can really just focus on the writing and when I record, like, it doesn't have to be this, like, absolutely perfect thing before I pass it off because they, mm. you know, they, they are so, so good at their job. So that's, that's definitely um, part of it. And I think you can hear it in the catalog that, uh, as, as time goes on, like if you listen to the Chandler Discog playlist, like in um, yeah. chronological order, you would be able to hear that in the music and hear how it has, uh, hear how it has grown. Um, 
and that's a testament to everybody. Uh, but for me, from a writing perspective, uh, I mean, I don't know if I would call it spontaneous, but I mean, it definitely, it, it's usually triggered by something that happens. Like with Figure It Out, for example, um, my, uh, my partner said to me that she was really liking the music in the direction that the music was going in. Mm -hmm. We were sitting there on the couch and we were listening to hundreds of beats. I mean, we probably went, literally went through hundreds of beats one night because um, I was in a dry spell and I was trying to like figure out what the next wave is. I'd been doing a lot of boom bap stuff and stuff was, they, it was working at first and then it was starting to get a little bit inconsistent in viewership and stuff. And I was like, all right, let's change it up. So we're looking and looking and then she said, you know, I really like the direction your music is going in. And she literally said, I cannot shake it to that. Uh, and, uh, and I was like, that's a song. And then the next, you know, it was probably only three beats from there before, you know, we started going into my producers like uh, folders and looking specifically for instrumentals that, you know, uh, had names that sounded like maybe that's what that's gonna evoke and and it was probably two or three beats later and i've heard that beat and i was like and i i just heard it in my head immediately i was like i cannot shake it to that i was like and i was like yeah this is it so it's usually like that it's usually somebody something happens somebody says something to me um on occasion i'll take a topic that I want to write about. Like I have a song that didn't really get much attention, but I really love called Kidding that came out last year. And that song is all about, you know, um, exactly this, how, how I make songs for people to like truly enjoy and shake it to, and that are going to be really good at the live shows. And they kind of like evoke this like fun, well-spirited, like, guy and paint this image that is very true but then people will go in the comments and they'll say you know uh i just wish that like sometimes you did some more deep stuff mm. you know so a little some like conscious rap and um so i made a whole song about how i was going to write a serious song <laughs> and then i was going to post it and you were all going to say the opposite and that's exactly what happened and people didn't even realize like People weren't even willing to like listen far enough into the song to know that that's mm -hmm. what I was trying to say by the by the end of it. So um, it's really interesting. Like it, it, it basically like every uh, every song was informed by the last. You know, that's kind of how I do it. I don't just like pick stuff out of thin air. I I see my fans as my boss, and that. I don't get to have this life without them. So 50% of what I do should should truly cater to them. And then the, to keep myself from, you know, losing my mind, the other 50% should be the music that I want to make, you know? I, I think the, or like how the, the true organic of you creating a song like that, just by taking what your, your, your partner said, it's so cool. It's so real too. It's like, and, you know, you you actually took me. You, you took it to heart, and you you know, and and usually like you know, 
this is you. I made this song for you. This is your song. Yeah, you can shake it. Here's a song you can shake it to. Like, <laughs> and the fact is, it's blowing up so well online yeah. on TikTok and whatnot. And it's like, it's all her fault. <laughs> it's all, it's all, you know. So it's like, it, you know, it's working. But I love that. Yeah, you did something like about you know shaking it, but it wasn't something to be like you know um the generic stuff you know that you hear before is actually fun it's funny it is laid back and that's one of the i love the the cadence your your, your sound or your voice as you rap like it's so chilled it's really so chill it's like when you rap it's just like it's like you're just sitting back on the couch and you just happen to be actually saying some dope stuff and it's like hey, somebody got a mic to record this guy like it, it's just it's just like you on the couch watch tv and then you just start going you know and i've you've probably seen people before like you know in private situations have you know hanging out here and there i have uh once or twice where you have friends that know how to rap and they're just hanging out on the couch or whatever yeah. And it just—it's just they're good at it, and it just sounds so chill. It's such a chill situation, yeah. and you're laughing or whatever. But it's like you having that vibe, but you're recording it. Yeah. It is—it is just a cool thing to listen to. It is like oh, this is so cool. Like I, you can listen to your car, everything. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, um, I think, especially when you first start um, rapping, like you feel like you have something to you have something to prove right and right and because of that you tend to go fast you tend to mm. talk in a higher volume um you know because that's just what you you think that's gonna that's gonna be the impressive um thing and it's not that it's not but like i personally think that like um the most impressive thing is somebody that even if they're not the best rappers, they're making music that doesn't really sound like anybody else. Like, I think you mm. can influences, but like, uh, I feel like I've really tried to get to a place where like, you can't say that I'm doing exactly what anybody else is doing, you know? Um, no, that's true. Yeah. That's so very true. That's, I mean, that's, that's kind of where the, that was the growth trajectory is like feeling like you have something to prove and you get your first song that's like really resonates with people and you start to relax a little bit and you can you know kind of sit in confidence knowing that like what you're doing is being well received and then if you hit that again and you hit it again and it just becomes more and more until you get to a place where it's just like you know well yeah I, I mean i'm i'm doing it it's good and then you just and you kind of lean back and and all you just got to talk if you're confident in your lyrics you know it's just talk that's that's what it is that's i'm listening to you and i feel like i'm i feel like i'm hearing a conversation that's what it is definitely that's what that's what it is i feel like i'm hearing a conversation with as you're talking but everything is rhyming and it's just it's good but it's like a full-on conversation like i'm on a phone call or whatever like just say it's a dope stuff or a dope ass beat uh fyi everyone to just you know once just listening and watching later uh i don't know why this day had to be the day for the lawnmower guy 
outside <laughs> to be doing what you had to do. <laughs> what has been bothering me this whole past five minutes? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I, I wish even, I could. I can't even hear it. Okay, good. I'm I'm happy because I can hear it and it is annoying. <laughs> Every time I just want to go outside, hey, I'm trying to do a podcast here. Give me a moment. <laughs> but, but you know it is hey they go their own time hey i can't you know that's, that's how it goes yeah. you know you gotta do what you gotta do um <laughs> but I, I do think you know of your sound is like you found your sound you got your you you got it down pat because i think if you were someone who were going to come out the gate if i heard you sounding like dmx one song and then you come back with a laid back flow I'm like what who the hell is this yeah you know, so and I've and I've have heard rappers have like go real hard like on one song, like matter of fact, like uh uh what's her name? Uh Scarlet. I just heard her her one of her I knew her the main song that she has out about New York, whatever. Mm-hmm. She's dope rapper. She's cool. I like the sound. And she's got this real hard cadence, and then out of nowhere I've listened to another song and she's you know, the the tone is different. Yeah. I'm like, oh, well, what's that voice at from, you know, you're and that's like, no, you're, you're a fan of the consistency. Yes. Give me a consistent, but it, it's like, you know, cause everybody can't be DMX. Everybody can't be, no. you know, have that whole tone the whole way, you know, it sounds like he's yelling even when he's whispering, you know, yeah. <laughs> no one can have that, but you know, but you know, you can go back and forth, I guess, but you know, just. I like the consistency of it, you know. Like it showed me, like, oh, this is you. Okay, this is you. You know. Um, speaking of like rappers like DMS and stuff, and I love Scarlett as well. Um, I think she's really dope, and I love her sound and what she's doing. Um, what, like, what was your artist? What rappers got you going? Growing up, originally, um, I mean, I listened to. It was really interesting. There was a. Um, there was actually a and not necessarily rappers either, you know, just any artists too. Well, my, um, I mean, the the people that I listen to when I I feel like it's like everybody, the people that I listened to the most when I was a kid were kind of by default the people that my parents listened to um, when I was like really young, you know, because I like listened to music actively and like had a CD had a CD player from, you know, at least probably third grade. Um, so I, uh, I liked, I was a big fan of Prince. I listened to, I was a listen to a lot of Prince. Uh, I was, I don't know if you've ever heard this song. It's called My Name is Prince. Uh, oh yeah. I, yeah. Prince in a new generation. Yeah. And, um, that is that's almost like prince is almost rapping in that song i mm-hmm. love that song um and uh and that's what i i, I think kind of started to notice was like I, it wasn't even necessarily that i mean it did get to a place where i mean now obviously all i listen to for the most part mm-hmm. is rap music i love all all genres and have played in alternative rock bands and americana rock bands and um but uh as uh as a kid, it was like, you know, my, like growing up in Virginia, it's like a lot of, a lot of, in my specific area, a lot of people listen to 
to rap, but in Virginia as a whole, obviously, I mean, country is extremely popular. My family mm-hmm. is all from the Carolinas, um, even yeah. though I never, wow. I never lived there. Um, but what I started to notice was that it was portions of other genres that sounded like rap. Mm-hmm. that got that like acted as a pipeline so like i liked prince a lot but when prince would like start to get in that like my name is prince <laughs> yeah and he's doing this shit that's the stuff that like stuck with me and like yes. country country acts that like you know had some of that in it like you know there was a country act that was popular for a while that i think is faded into obscurity called big and rich and they ran with oh, a guy, yeah. yeah and they ran with a guy named cowboy troy and cowboy okay, troy, yes i know that yeah yeah and he was i knew every word to every i think he only ever had one album maybe two mm-hmm. um and he uh and that was that was another thing. It's like Big and Rich were singing country music, but he would be featured on a bunch of their songs, and yeah. it would feature on his. And the, those songs were the ones that stuck out to me. So that kind of acted as a pipeline, uh, I guess, to um, really finding a real love for rap music. And then, um, I mean, dude, like you know like i feel like so many boys at the age of like you know fucking 11 i was yeah. a, i was an eminem fan you oh, know yeah. i like i just i think there's something very um what's the word uh there's the the OG discography, there's something just young about it. Uh, it's very, oh, yeah. play, very playful, um, even though it's absolutely disgusting and explicit. Um, yeah, you never really know that. You never really think about that at the time. As a, a kid, as you, you know, I never, as I never thought about it. No, I think if I li- you listen to it now as you're older, and you realize I was listening to this. I, this is what I was listening to. Yeah, because it was I instrumental. Was... <laughs> like instrumentally, it was. It, it was. You know, I mean, uh, my name is like these. These songs sound like you're cranking a jack in the box. You know, yeah. Like, like that instrumentation, and that's what I, I feel like. Lyrics don't catch you as much when you're a kid. A lot of stuff flies over your head, and um, that's true. Yeah. So. And he doesn't even do it as much as he used to. Like that was his that was his his trend. That was his thing for a while. Is that he would have these playful songs, the first singles first, that get you in and you're in. And then once you're in, you hear all this everything else is dark <laughs> half the time. And it's yeah. like, oh, hold up, wait, what is going on? But you actually start to fall into it. It's like, okay, this is good. This is not a bad song. This is pretty good. And but that was always a trend. You get that first comical song and it gets to that gets you in there, you know? Yep. Yep. It was uh that that was um that was big. I loved Jay-Z. I loved mm-hmm. um I mean I I liked Kanye pre everything, of course, you know. Um I feel like every everybody did. Uh yeah, yeah. It was, a childhood. it was part of your childhood. I feel like Yeah, and it was those albums are unfucking real. Like they're crazy, you know. I, I can still listen to College Dropout today. I will say every album all the way to Dark Twisted Fantasy. I love Dark Twisted Fantasy, but after that I think that's where 
everything kind of changed. There were moments in the there were moments in the projects after that. Yes, like were, it was. Yeah, yeah, like uh, what's the one with uh, him and Jay? Um, the Watch the Throne was after that. Yeah. Uh, but you know, like Jesus, I was hoping for Jesus to be good, but then there's like maybe one or two stars only like. Yeah. And then yeah, it's just you have the moments after that. Instead yes. of like a complete thing, you know. Yeah. Um but hey, you know, that's that's Kanye, you know. <laughs> this is this is Kanye. But it, it was it was um yeah, it was a lot of uh it was a lot of a lot a lot of people i mean i i just li- i just watched it was this were the days of everybody still had cable in the home and you watch music mm. be- i get up way early before school to watch the music videos when they turn on it's 5 30 or 6 o'clock in the morning oh, and like yeah. you know so it was like i would just sit in front of the tv and just consume so it's hard to like pinpoint who specifically, you know, were the people. Now I can, you know, now it's like, uh, I have favorite artists in a very real way, you know? Like I think, mm. I I think Smino is like the most uh, like underrated. Like he's, and it's, he's like starting to not be underrated anymore, but like. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, Smino is my, um, like has been my favorite for probably, for probably going on four years now um and uh there's just there's things that he does that like i mean when you listen to somebody as much as i listen to his um discography like they're bound to influence you and the bending of words um and uh you know like i i throw words out that are like you know like throbbling right like it's not a it's not a real word um there's like i'm trying to think of other moments but like there's just and also like adding syllables to words Mm -hmm. it fit the rhyme scheme um he is a absolute fucking genius at that stuff so now it's like him and a lot of people that are in his specific subgenre of rap and um, the camaraderie of I like supergroups. I like the camaraderie of supergroups. I like Ninety Nine Neighbors and um, yeah, it's a lot. But I listen to everything. I update my. I have I have alarms set in my phone twice a week to update my playlists and go through mm-hmm. all of the al- algorithmic. Uh, playlists and just add stuff just so that because i think if you're making music you have to be listening to the music that came out that week like if i'm in the studio Mm. today and i haven't listened to new music friday yet like that's a mistake like it's like i i think you have to be a consumer first and if you if you want to break through the barrier and understand what it is that is resonating with people right now. Same way with following politics and watching, you know, uh, watching uh, watching TV, watching Twitter, watching all this stuff. And I don't think it's necessarily healthy, but for me, <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. I, I feel the need to, 
consume those things to have a good understanding of where music is going and also what place the world is in to try to decide what is what is needed for me i guess right yeah no like guess i would think i was gonna ask you if like about listening to other people's song other people's music and stuff like 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 you saying um you listened that week and is that something that might have an influence on what you're going to put out like later or mm-hmm. you, you just like okay like use it as competition like uh like just like okay like are you going to try to chase a certain sound that you hear it's like that pop that's popular that at this time frame you know is that something because i feel like that's something that you don't you try not to do but somehow it ends up you you know you're trying to like you're not trying to copy it but you're trying to go with that same sound that okay this is the popular thing right now like drill like oh a drill yeah. is that thing let me just let's find a drill beat you know let's try to do that you yeah know? i mean it's it's a little bit of it's a little bit of both like it's both to um in inform what the next best step is but also to make sure that you know like i'm not gonna i mean down to the nitty-gritty of like putting out a song with the same name putting out a song that sounds the same it's both things it's like you you let it when i say this informs the next thing i don't necessarily mean you know that solely like that's gonna determine what the next instrumental i pick or the next topic right. I about or the way that i engineer or get a song engineered um but that's a small part of it mixed with a lot of, you know, making sure you're not, I don't see it as competition. I have had like, I'll have like, <laughs> I've had multiple other rappers ask me like, uh, like, well, do you think, and this is so, it's so, it's so wild to me. Well, do you think you're the best? You know, and that like, you should think you're the best, right? Like that's, yes. like, that's, that's supposed to be the thing or, or they'll, you know, I've had people ask me like, do you think you're better than me? You know, and like stuff like that. And I just don't, I don't, I think my shit speaks for itself. And I let people determine that. That's not up to me. I don't fucking know. Like, I could have put all this stuff out and everybody hated it. I don't fucking know. I didn't know I was going to (laughs) put, I didn't know I was going to put figure it out out and this was going to happen. I had no fucking idea. Like, I just doing it. You know, I'm just making an educated guess, (laughs) you know? You know, I feel like you can. Oh, this, there's tons of great rappers out. Yeah, there's hundreds of, you know, of rappers that are really good lyricists and everything, but not everybody can also be an artist. You know, because you can be the best rapper, but you can't make a song. You know, and, and sometimes you you be a, a, a great rapper and you just don't resonate with certain people. You know, that's why you have battle rappers that can only do battle raps, and yeah. you have art. You have rappers that can only do songs, and you will never see them in a battle rap. Yeah. You know, so everybody has their lane, and I think everybody is going to be the best at what they do in yeah. their own style, their own way. But to like, are you better than me? Maybe if you try my, if you go step in my area of expertise, yeah. yes, yeah. but that's my expertise so i can't say i'm better than you because i'm not stepping out of mine this is what i'm good at this is what makes me me you know everybody has their way like uh what is it like uh like a little dicky 
you know, I, it took me about a couple years to get into him. Uh, I just I didn't get it. it. Yeah, I look back on it and I'm like, it's funny that that resonated with me. You know, like I look back yeah. on it now and I'm like, because I think if I had heard, which is, I mean, this is just what, you know, most music does not stand the test mm -hmm. of time. Yes. Uh, and it's like, I look back on, I guess that was probably 2016 when the one album that he has came out, maybe 2015 it was, but he, um, I remember being like, man, and I have gone back and I've listened. I know if I listened to that now, I would not feel the same way that I, that yeah. I did. I think, I think that Dickie is a great MC and I, yes. and I like his TV show, Dave, and he seems Love like it. a super likable, um, guy. And obviously like simply because sometimes I make jokes in my raps i get compared to him constantly even though i feel like we're nothing alike <laughs> oh no i i i don't the only thing i can say oh skin color that's it guys yeah, I, mean, I mean that's it that's all i can look at but the styles is too to i hear totally you're two different people i get it is constantly i get I, it. I don't great. get it i don't see it i don't it's hear great. it every time but, i have a video pop off at least you know a handful of comments or like little dicky vibes and i'm like and the only thing the only thing about little dicky is that i can say with you is that you both are yourselves you know and that's what i hear like like i said it took me like two years to get to like dicky and when i couldn't get past his name first um <laughs> <laughs> and then but then i was like every time i was at the gym like his songs would pop up on my feed you know and, you know for hip-hop stuff and and that's what it took me that long to like okay this guy's kind of good it was like this i think it was the song with him and uh scoop that was like okay i like this okay he's pretty good you know um that's what that's the only way i could like you know he's authentically himself with that way you know break you know what can you hear me? Oh, yeah, I gotcha. All right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's the only way. Uh, hold up. Yeah, froze again. Hold on. Oh. You got me? You hear me? <laughs> okay. Okay, I think we're good. <laughs> um, no, it's... Yeah. Uh, um, Dickie is, uh, like, always lyrically always yeah great. yeah great, great, he, but, great lyricist but what I, but like i said he's in his lane of who he is you know and you're in your own lane of who you are and stuff and like i like i said two different sounds to me like i don't i don't i don't know what i don't know people have that way of comparing everybody to whatever like the sounds or i don't know but i don't hear it when i hear yours like yeah. it just sounds like you like i can never i can't compare it to no one you know i i really can't like oh you say ja rule sound like dmx or whatever but it's not like he sounded like ja, ja rule to me you know maybe <laughs> here and there but you know i just know dmx which doesn't do what he does you know yeah. uh so uh going with that like uh uh, passing that stuff, uh, I wanted to get you, since we're all talking about TikTok and whatnot, mm -hmm. and you've had other, you know, bands and, and music before on uh, on social networks, 
like in MySpace and whatnot. Like, how do you think, you know, the emergence of TikTok is like really helping, you know, your 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 trajectory right now? Like more than I feel like right now TikTok is really doing more than any other site has done for music as like in the short time it's been out, you know, really. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, it's totally changed my life. I mean, if I if I woke up tomorrow and I was locked out of my TikTok account, I would probably like actually have a heart attack and die. <laughs> like, um, it's uh, because it would be incredibly detrimental to you know. This is I'm fortunate enough to have built this up to a place where I can do it full time, you know. And this is um, this is my job. That's beautiful. So if I, I mean, I would be fucked. <laughs> I would be fucked if I got. <laughs> If it, I mean, maybe, maybe not like, you know, maybe not like entirely, but like it would have a major impact. It would have a major, major impact. It is the way that I get, I use that platform to cross pollinate all of the other platforms. So, um, you know, there's, there are what I call tricks of the trade um, that, you know, I would always like, tell people to utilize and you know if they want to think it doesn't work then that's fine but i'm telling you like i see it all the time uh people you know pre-save pre-save campaigns right are great mm -hmm. if you are somebody who uh people give a fuck about and like i'm not so, like somebody that people give a fuck about like the people that i you know the people that like see my videos when i pop up on people's fyp they like about it. i'm talking about like a big i'm talking about like big people you know that's right. what i mean when i say give a fuck about i'm talking about like you know the fucking um the billboard hot 100 people right pretty mm -hmm. safe campaigns like make sense in that context because people are sitting around waiting when when my stuff hits the scene it resonates with people they care then and until it right. hits the scene again i don't think that there's a huge group of people sitting around twiddling their thumbs waiting to hear what you know the next th thing is in a way where it would make sense for me to try to run and dump money into some grandiose pre-save campaign right what does make sense is to put out a song and then promote it because you then have somewhere to send people. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and that changed everything. Like the impact that had was absolutely massive. Um, I don't, the main fan base, I don't burn out by promoting the song with snippets and artwork and pre-save campaign and all this stuff. Right. So that all the people that were going to be invested anyways are invested as soon as it hits. They're seeing it for the first time and, it, and there's already a place for them to go to. And Spotify and Apple Music and all the distributors, I mean, all the uh, streaming platforms that you distribute to, that's where you want the foundation built because that's what's gonna recoup your investment right, right. so uh and then and hopefully you get to a place where it's recouping it and then some um mm -hmm. and uh yeah if you don't uh if i it's never worked any other way for me and i see all the time people 
I just saw this person the other day. Somebody posted their song. It had like, it had been up for like 48 hours and it had like 100K likes on it, which means it probably had, you know, pushing them, you know, typically that means it probably had pushing a million views, maybe even more. And people, everybody in the comments, like, where can I listen to this? And they're, and they're responding like, oh, it's coming because like they're uh, they don't they don't even have it recorded yet you know it's not right. even done. they posted a snippet like super prematurely right and now, um and now people are going to like now you got your big hit it could happen again it doesn't usually though right uh, right and now you know if you i mean if you get a video with a million hits and the song's already out and you're the first comment when people go to the yeah. comment saying this is where you can listen to the song that's going to be a couple hundred thousand streams at least in a couple right months, you know which is not not lucrative <laughs> you yeah. know um so uh yeah tiktok has had uh um <sighs> I feel like I got sidetracked a little bit, but TikTok um, is uh, definitely the main source of my success. I think it's undoubtedly twice as big as any other uh, means yeah. of pushing music right now. And um, I think that any musician that is not utilizing TikTok to promote their music is making a big mistake, even even if you're uh, even if you're already successful why not be yeah. twice successful if, <laughs> yeah. of course who doesn't like more money yeah and i definitely don't want to paint like paint a picture where like this is all about like ones and zeros to me because that's not what it's about at all of course but you have to if you want to dedicate you know like anything else like if you want this to eventually be your life you have to set yourself up for success like i told myself you know as soon as i um can make enough money just to barely get by i'm quitting my fucking job and i'm putting everything in in this and that's mm -hmm. what i did and that was only last month I had a full-time job, if not multiple jobs, freelance work, this, that, and the other. All throughout the last couple of years, while people have started to see my stuff, it wasn't until last month, post Figure It Out, that mm. I was able to, which should put it into perspective, you know, like how much time yeah. and energy it takes to, to get there. So, um, but yeah, TikTok is, um, for me, it's it's everything so how how hard how hard was it you know well first i understand what you're saying about the uh about the putting a snippet of a song out and then you try to go look for it because i had this happen to me last <laughs> week i heard an artist song on Insta you know, it was on instagram they did a little snippet video and i'm like oh this is a great song I only had like 30 seconds of it and I wanted to go try to find it. There was no song. And it, it doesn't suck. It does. It does suck. It, 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 it sucks. And it was like a really good song. And like, oh, this is good. I'm like, it was a heartwarming type of like, 
good songs. Like, oh, I like this. And I can, she can download it. And it, they had to go back to the video. And it was like, the song is coming soon. So I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, you, know? you, might, you might forget about it. You might not have time in that exact moment to, you know. Yeah, uh, and you know what? I had to save it. I had to save the, the video just so I can remember it later. Hopefully I can remember it later, just in case. Uh, but going to the part of, you know, you, you're able to let go of your job, let go of the real world nine to five stuff to pursue your dream, which I think is absolutely beautiful that you get to do that. And in, in, in not many people can do that. And you, you got to finally get to that place. Now getting towards that, how did you feel like knowing the process, the process, this journey that you're on, you know, and, you know, about to go on tour, you know, and all that too soon and knowing that she's still working this regular job and it's like, you go to nine to five and it's like, do you guys know who I am? You know how dope I am outside of this place? <laughs> I feel like I never, like, I never really, um, I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually like pretty bashful when it comes to you know that side <laughs> of thing like it because people would want to talk to me about it at work and like I mm. up until I mean the last job that I had I was working in social media so the fact that oh. I had built a social media platform was actually a necessity and I could talk about it freely but in jobs in the past me being uh, you know um, quote unquote internet rapper that's constantly like fucking saying super explicit shit and stuff <laughs> doesn't necessarily like lean itself to uh, or lend itself to um, you know a job, <laughs> a right? Job. Right. Um, so uh, I was a little bit more open about it, you know, when I started working in like social media and like nonprofit arts and stuff like that. Um, I got a little bit more lenient about it, but. Um, I mean, it's, there's no feeling like it in the world, even if it's like monetarily a step backwards, the, the feeling that, um, you know, I mean, the world and I mean, media thing, I mean, people just make you feel like it's not attainable. And I right. thought it wasn't forever. I mean, I, I moved to New York to try to be an actor and I got rejected fucking left and right every other day for years and um, oh. and it was you know it's hard to like bounce back and think that there's a route to to any sort of success even if it's the most minuscule version of it but and it takes so much more than the that's the the, the tough thing is that in the beginning it will take so much more than you know the music itself it'll be right. you know you gotta have, you gotta open every revenue <laughs> source you can think of, right? You gotta have, you gotta have a merch store, you gotta go on tour, you gotta play the show, you know? And if you're doing it, you know, I'm not fully independent anymore. Uh, I have management and marketing liaison, lawyers, things like this. Like I don't move completely independently like I used to, but I, um, still do a lot of the heavy lifting myself you know so um it's it's tough and there's no there's no one way to do it and there's certainly no answer how to how to make it happen mm -hmm. other than having 
uh, rich parents are getting incredibly lucky, you know, which That's I didn't have. So <laughs> that does, yeah. I, I I remember there was a I believe the the son of Tommy Hilfiger at the time a few years ago was a he he was I think he's I don't know if he's still rapping, but he he has a couple songs out. And I thought he was dope. I thought he, was, he had a, he had a cool sound to him. He had a cool look, but it didn't resonate with people because of he found out who his dad was. So it's like, oh, you can't, you can't really get this. You like, you didn't yeah. put this money up. Like, you didn't try hard. You, yeah. your dad paid for this type of thing. Yeah. And I look at it like, even if his dad did, he still sound cool. Like you, it wasn't like he was <laughs> trying to be. It wasn't like he was trying to go like all hood or something like. Yeah. It, but he also wasn't like, hey guys, my dad's Tommy Hilfiger, you know? I think that there's, yeah, I think there's a certain level of like, um, you know, needing to, uh, I mean, I do think it's important to be, you know, somewhat upfront about where you come from. I think that, you know, when people get invested in an artist, they, they want to know, everything about them and and um for you know the average person like me and you i'm assuming you as well but uh, uh Broke like, Broke <laughs> yeah i mean i have no i don't i mean i don't i don't have any money. The, uh, these toys these toys are investments <laughs> <laughs> right? like, i mean that's you know that's, that's exactly how i look at my music and everything like i get money it goes back into the music yeah <laughs> you know it's like and then i don't have money until i have a little bit more exactly money, and then it goes right back into the music exactly so, uh it pays rent my car you know i don't get health insurance through a job i gotta pay for that all these things i mean it's all just like i just hand it over and then i hope one, one day, hand goes to the other yeah uh, yeah so uh yeah, I do think it's kind of important to be um, upfront about those things because I think when you let it go too long without being upfront about those things and people uncover it themselves, yeah. um, it does kind of feel like uh, you were leaving it out for a reason. Yeah. You know? Um, and uh, that's tough. Now, but, I mean, so now that you're, so I know you're independent, but you have people helping you. You have, you, you, you're independent, but you have the right people behind you mm-hmm. that you need to help you get go forward, which a lot of people don't or don't even know that they need to sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, now, to say, would you ever go major if the oh, opportunity presented itself? I would, yeah, definitely, if the deal was right, of course, because, I mean, I shouldn't say of course, because I don't think it's the right move for everybody, but I... Right. Um, I think that a lot of people want to stay independent. Uh, you know, they want all the money that they can get and they and they think or they, you know, I mean, sometimes they know and they're right that they can do it completely on their own. Um, and there's really good examples of that. And I think these people are amazing, like people like mm-hmm. Nick e and Connor Price, like these rappers on TikTok, right. um, like pop rappers on TikTok. Uh, the two of them in particular are always the ones that come to mind. Connor in particular is, you know, 8 million monthly listeners deep and retains 100% of his catalog and moves completely independently, him and his wife. And, uh, but, you know, 
and then Nick D is this is is the same on a on a little bit smaller scale, but like pretty damn close. And I mean, he'll tell you straight up. He's like, well, I don't have any interest in touring or doing anything. I want to be at home with my family. You know, I don't have an interest in any of that. I just want to make the music and I want people to listen to it. And I take my bag and I give it to my fucking family. And that's what I want. And I have a major interest in uh, the prospect of being able to take care of my family and a select few friends and team members as as well have gotten me to this place that's a huge interest of mine um but i have tried very very hard for a very very long time to get to even where i'm at right now so um i i plan on not stopping until I am on a <clears throat> world tour and I am in uh, collaborating with the world's biggest artists and I am making uh, you know music videos that feel like movies and all of it <laughs> that's that's what I want out of this it's not like uh, and it and to to that point it's not about uh, the money for me like the idea that i would get enough money to live comfortably if right. i get to do all of these other things that i've always wanted to do right. that will be enough for me now will i get fucked by a label maybe and uh change my tune about that after the fact <laughs> like <laughs> it could potentially happen but in my head you know a hundred thousand dollars is so far from anything like that I have known that even like that it's is like that seems that's such a foreign concept you know mm -hmm. and I'm like so I just can't imagine one day getting to a place where like I'm grubby and I'm like I'm not I'm not you know you're offering me the entire world and I'm not taking less than you know 10 mil like I can't right. I, I can't ever see me feeling that way i feel like if i have a team that i trust that have looked over a deal that gives enough money for me and my partner you know uh to like live the life that we that we want to live and i get to do all of the things i've always wanted to do that that will be you know more than enough i mean right uh, so i don't uh but it might not happen that way, and I might be independent forever. But I'll, I will always, I will always tour and all these things. Like that's I'm, and when I have the funds to do so, the content will go up. And it's, um, I, I don't have any intention of this being like a strictly internet small small thing. That's not that's not what I want. Well, I I love the fact that we're in a day and age where. You can do everything all from your phone or a tablet. Yeah. And you can reach so many people on your own without a major label. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, yeah, major labels are cool and, and all, but the fact that we're able to now, you know, be our own gatekeepers, you know, with the whole thing, and you can do what you want. And those labor labels, instead of you going to the labels, they come to you. Yep. You know, they and they sign who you are. They don't try to make you something different. Some might, you never know, you never know. Some how things go. But most part, they see what you're doing and like, we want to buy into you, we want to invest into you. 
So you actually bring them towards your whole world instead yeah. of how you know you had a you know, and I feel like that entails it maybe get you you know that acting role one day. Exactly. <laughs> you, you know that it all comes back around sooner or later. You know, and I feel that honestly, with with your trajectory and what you're doing right now, it's all gonna happen, bro. I feel like that is <laughs> all gonna happen. You know, not the not the big money bag stubborn guy, but the you know, <laughs> but all the 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 health and wealth that goes along with what you're doing and and happiness. I feel like that is all gonna be happening because it's the work that you're putting in and what you're putting out. Like I love that and like. Even with your jobs, like you say about, you know, not every job when I hear, when I know that you're a rapper, and, you know, but I feel like the content that you put out, I don't think a job would mind like, oh, oh, that's your, that's what you do? Okay, you do this at the company picnic? <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> you know what I mean? It's like your content is not bad. It's like, oh, we heard. No, we, we got to let you go. No, they go like, we need you to do some promotional stuff for us. Like, yeah. you like you have some good good positive stuff that's out there uh last two questions uh i heard your collaboration with others um hot pocket was one of the collaborations i heard first uh which is dope and i feel like i feel like but dead or alive who would you love to collaborate with if you had a choice Mm. Or maybe uh, Conway in particular. Um, I think the juxtaposition would be so fire. And I also think, um, do you know who Prof is? No. Check him out. He's really cool. Prof? Prof? Yeah, Prof. P-R-O-F. Prof. Okay. Uh, And then, you know, it's always funny when people ask this because I'm like, it's like, I'm always like, okay, who who would I want to collaborate with? Because it would be a good collaboration, and it would mm-hmm. be, and it would be like, it would be like a great chess move, or um, you know, who is my favorite artist, right? Like, who is it? Like, who right. would I want to collaborate with? Because like, it's like I w- I don't see myself making music with. Smino, my favorite yeah. artist. You know, it's you never like, know. You never know. I mean, you know. Yeah, no, you do. You don't ever know. But it's so we're so polar. It's just polar polar. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, like a rapper's rapper. You know, like and mm. yeah, like like some of these like true MCs or like other like people that were initially viewed as like. Um, you know the black sheep or ugly duck or ugly ducklings mm. or whatever it's you know somebody like tyler you know who oh. it, you know who it was like taken taken a long time to uh accept be accepted fully you know and uh and now of course one of the biggest artists in the world like that would it be took him a minute but i could tie i could kind of like, i don't i can both of your sounds could work no, me and Tyler. I, think, I me and Tyler could do something. Fucking I great. think that would. Oh my god, I think that'd be actually pretty good 
collaboration, honestly. Like, yeah, I would mean, I would, I would, I would love that. That'd be off. That's yeah, I could totally hear it. I could hear it in my head now, <laughs> you know. And I don't know why I have uh, Grim, uh, was it Gremlin, uh, in my head now, <laughs> but like it's just the, it's the tone that he was into that in that way, whatever. But yeah, I could, yeah, I could, I could totally hear it. Yeah, I could see it. I'm, yeah. I'm hoping for that one. I'm hoping. Um, <laughs> like I said, anything can happen. So, you know, with the internet these days, you never know who's watching, you never yeah. know. Um, you are going on tour. I know for sure I'm going to be there when you come to, when you come to Connecticut next <laughs> month. I I was ecstatic when I saw the like I happened to look on your list. Oh, going on tour? Let me look on here. It was just you know, and I felt like oh, he's probably going to go like to Boston or something. Uh, okay, but he said Hartford, Connecticut. You put Hartford, <laughs> Connecticut. And I was like, I love this guy <laughs> even more. <laughs> he, he's, from, he's going to Harvard, Connecticut. I love this. He's I could just go where it's like the where you're going, where you're at is like maybe like ten minutes away from me. Oh, fire! Like, so I'm like, this is a this is brilliant. This is brilliant. I was like, let me just go. Let me go tell my job. I'm not coming in work that day. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, that's so exciting. I'm glad, uh, yeah, I'm glad we'll get to meet in person. That's dope. Yeah, man. I, it's very rare that I get to go to concerts like that. Um, or just they're close, you know, close by, or that, you know, something that at the Civic Center type of thing. But, you know, the fact that you are going on tour, which is ecstatic, because, like, he's, you, you got yourself up to a part where you can do that. Yeah. Not many can, not many can do it. Um, how do you feel about this? Is your first tour, right? This will be your first tour. Uh, it's my officially? first tour. It's my first tour as Chandler. Yeah. As Chandler, yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I have toured in the past with bands and stuff, but as Chandler, this is my my first one, and um, it's uh, it's exciting, and it's and it's cool because we've posted on a lot of the platforms and everything, saying that there's more on the way because we're it's this tour is actually and people don't really know this yet but it we've alluded to it it's it's kind of like going to be on a rolling basis uh, uh billy marquiafava and i have actually kind of built up you know built a uh show together and have gotten connected with a lot of um, local support and things in these places that we're going so we actually have uh are already in contact with other venues in other states that aren't already on the list for the end of this year as well as uh, next year. So um, there's actually hopefully going to be a lot more of that same tour on the way. Not I got, awesome. a beard, got a beard here in my mouth. I know you know about that shit. Yeah, yeah. I, it catches you all the time. Don't worry. <laughs> I, I get it. Trust me. I, I try, I try to brush it out as much as I can, but it happens. It's just—it's <laughs> a struggle. It's a struggle yeah. sometimes. It's just, like <laughs> beer talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I'm ecstatic, yes. I'm ecstatic, and the Hartford show is going to be cool. The Webster is a legendary venue, so yes, I I've gone by the Webster so many times, like. At least like once a week, I go past there. So yeah, you know, so it, like just knowing that you're gonna be over there, and it's a area that's a lot of great bands have been played at and, and whatnot. So it's a historic area, you know, for yeah. to the least. Um, and I, you know, in all the years I've lived here, I have never gone in. So 
I've always driven past and all that. So, like, I've been to all the other areas they, you know, do music at, but this will be the first time and it's happy to be you that's going to be coming in. It's like, oh, this is great. It's cool. Yeah. Double hitter, you know? Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm looking forward to many more, you know, adventures that you're going to be having and seeing what you're going to uh, do. Are you going to be uh, vlogging any of this, of the tour? Uh, yeah, I think. Um... Uh, we have a tour uh, tour manager with us that I think is going to be um, handling a lot of that stuff. I mean, obviously, like, you know, uh, I will, of course, be posting yeah. my own video content about it in photos. And, um, yeah, so some some version of that for sure. I'm, I, well, I'll be there in... Uh -oh. What happened? Sorry, I lost you. Oh, sorry. That's all right. I thought I was talking about mine. So sorry. Uh, <laughs> sorry. I didn't post. Um, well, I definitely will be there. I'm, you know, I'm gonna buy my, actually going to buy my tickets this week. You know, oh, yeah. I was like, get my tickets, get that out the way. I'm actually going to talk. I'm buying two tickets, actually. Somebody's going with me. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm, 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 bringing, I'm, I'm buying two. Somebody's going with me. I don't know who yet, but somebody going with me because, you know, they gotta share this experience with me. Yeah. So, it's, uh, and I, I'm I'm super excited to go and see this concert and see you in person live, man. This is gonna be dope. Buy some merch, do the whole nine, you know. Yeah. Uh, oh my god, tell me, tell the people where can they find you? Yeah. You know, um, I uh, I'm on TikTok, obviously. Uh, yep. My uh, username is at Chandler Matkins, just my name, M-A-T-K-I-N-S, uh, on every platform, uh, literally every platform you can think mm -hmm. of, I think I'm on there, um, Instagram, Twitter, all that, uh, I'm on every music streaming platform as Chandler, uh, Spotify, uh, Apple Music, SoundCloud, YouTube Music, Tidal, Deezer, everything, um, tour dates, tour starts on september 2nd and we have dates already announced through october um so that's going to be lit uh a lot on this side of the country um and hopefully more on the other side soon uh got a patreon you can subscribe on tiktok i go live on tiktok multiple times a week and um I got a merch store too. We have limited edition varsity tees in uh, the merch store online right now. So, uh, yep. And more stuff. New song just dropped on Friday, and I already yes. actually have the next one is is done. Is going to distributors soon. So, it's amazing, awesome, guys. I'm telling you right now, if you have not followed this man on TikTok <laughs> and listened to him on live, especially him freestyling, tell you. <laughs> you gotta do it if you're not listening to his music right now if you have not stop what you're listening to at any point of this podcast or when you watch this on youtube and go to your itunes playlist or or your you know whatever you go to or android because i don't have one uh <laughs> you you know you spotify whatever and you go and download this man's music this this man's discography if you don't do it you are doing yourself a disservice i'm just saying <laughs> you are doing yourself a truly disservice you should hit yourself because this guy is good he's good you I know not you. not good but good <laughs> As old folks just say, good. He's going good. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you, you I, 
dude, I, I've downloaded most of your songs, like most of everything that you have already. So, I mean, even though you just posted yesterday, I think you did too. Uh, plus you, and I downloaded that one too. Um, it's, it's good stuff. I can't. It's, it's a good. It's a good drug, guys. It's a good drug. It's a good drug. <laughs> it's a good. It's a good addiction to have. You know, uh, nice, healthy addiction. Um, but thank you so much for joining the show. Uh, I really, truly appreciate it. You know, it's an honor to get you on here to to sit back and talk with you, and you know, feel I feel very privileged and honored to have you here on. You know, because man, without you, this would not be happening. This whole show, <laughs> honestly. It's you know, I, you know, I, if you, if I did not hear your song, I would probably still thinking of a podcast, <laughs> uh, of a podcast. You know, name or try to figure out what the what I'm gonna do. But you know, <laughs> it, it's all it started with you. It started with you, man. Um, and I will be seeing you next month. You come into town. Can't yeah. wait to, to, you know. Uh, Chill out with you a little bit and, and, and he and see you perform. And um man, just follow this man, look his stuff up, listen to his music. This is the Bear Night Podcast. This is Chandler, everybody. Chandler! <laughs> <laughs> Chandler, people! <laughs> Remember to <laughs> like, subscribe, and all that good stuff. And I'll be back next week with another one. Chandler! I'm just saying, I'm just gonna put that out there again. This is Bear Night Podcast. Be yourself. No, I can't. I can never remember my own saying to this thing. I can never. Every time, every episode, which is weird, there's only once I can do it. Bear it all. Be yourself. This is the Bear Night Podcast, everybody. Thank you for listening. Peace. They know it's Chandler can dance and Chandler ain't perfect, so I told him put it on. They started throwing it back. I'm about all of the features, but I take a liking to ass. I don't even go out in the house no more. I get it right where I'm at. They said, Chandler, I'm loving this new shit, but I cannot shake it to that. Here you go. Oh, don't let me down. I'm trying to see all the ways you move, and then I might go downtown. Are you playing games with me? I told them without a doubt. I feel like Summer Sanders. They're trying to figure it out. Jurassic Parker.